Father, we thank you for the privilege that we have to come boldly before your throne of grace this morning. And that this word, this seed, will fall upon good ground, good soil, and it will bring forth a mighty harvest. We thank you, God, that you have given us the word freely to preach and proclaim in this nation. We as a body must be appreciative for what we have here. And we must fight the fight in the spirit to keep it. And I give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The last nugget for this year. You don't have one for Tuesday? If you take serve out of service, if you take serve out of service, you have ice left. Many Christians need defrosting. Praise God. It's the first I saw of that. That is good. <laughs> okay. Um, if you're having, wanting a title, closing 2013, entering 2014. Simple. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord over all. Amen. This is the message our nation and the world needs to hear. As each day, week, month, and eventually as a year goes by, we draw even closer to the coming of return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. As the daily uh, events unfold, headlines seem to read right out of the, from the pages of the Bible. And as Christians, we need to have a great urgency as to the time we are living in. Okay. We must stay on sound doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ. Always searching the scriptures as of Acts chapter 17. Verse 11 tells us whereby we will not be deceived or fooled. Because we are coming into that time when deception is very rampant. And we must keep on renewing our mind only with God's word. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. That's the only way we're going get, to get through this, this coming year. Hanging on to God's word. Year 2014 will be a pivotal year for our country. Uh, it is essential that, we, that fervent prayers be made for this nation of ours. Uh, decisions and election results will determine the course of our nation. A lot of things are going to be happening next year. Uh, for example, the Supreme Court will be making decisions as to whether one can pray in Jesus' name in, public, in the public uh, arena. 
they're going to tell us whether you can pray. In deep. They already took everything else away, but now they're going to say, you, you know, people pray in Jesus' name. It's now up to them to say yay or nay. Isn't that great? Um, then there's the issue. Um, can Christians and Christian businesses be forced to violate their conscience through government uh, laws and guidelines, or, or as we call it, to be a PC, politically correct? Um, and if not, uh, they will pay exorbitant fines and possibly serve jail time if you disagree with the government. Ain't that a good one? So we've got to watch our P's and Q's this coming year, too. Um, in the 2014 election, what kind of people are we going to be voting for across the nation? If Christians will rise, something will good take place. It is necessary that we do our part first in fervent prayer, and then go to action, get politically activated, and vote. Go to the voting booth. Um, I have an interesting note here that our second president, John Adams, said, our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to govern of any others. So if we are falling away from our religious beliefs in this country, we're going to go real haywire. As a nation, we have drifted apart, and the key principles that made this country great, uh, this is going to be the challenge that we will be addressing uh, this year. It's going to be a fight to get godly integrity back into our country. This is what we, ha we need to do in 2014. Okay, the new year indicates, oh you have something? Nope, okay. I'm praising God. The new year indicates new beginnings. Amen. A fresh start, starting over. Uh, so if you'll turn with me to 2 Corinthians. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 1. We see here 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Looking at verse 20, for all the promises of God in him are yea and in him amen unto the glory of God by us. Glory to God. So all the promises are fresh this coming year. They don't, they're not tainted. They can't be broken. God will not break his promise. If you look in the sky when it's cloudy, you always find a rainbow stating that that he'll not break his promise. Amen. Okay. And uh, let's go to the seventh chapter of 2 Corinthians. Verse 1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. We have promises to go forth. Amen. There's nothing lacking in God's promises. So let's look at uh, what he says in 2 Peter. I'm going to have you flying through the Bible today. 2 Peter chapter 1. 
beginning with verse 3, according as his divine power, that's 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world. Glory to God. Glory to God. That's a promise. Something we can stand on. Amen. God says he'll not, his, well, Jesus said, there's not going to be one jot or tittle that's going to change. The word is going to remain forever. His word is going to remain. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will not. That's striking. That's something that we can really hang on to. If you find a promise in God's word, cling to it, because he's not going to break it. Amen? So we have an opportunity. Look at verses 5 and uh, five through 7 here. Besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge Temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. Wow. We have an opportunity for the future. Look at that. That just, just piles on the blessings for 2014. We've always, always had them, but let's, we're kind of, kind of reviewing for this coming year. You have something there? Well, I look at Peter's life when he talks about this and how... You see a big difference in his life from 1 Peter to 2 Peter. And <clears throat> he had to really um, there were areas that he had to really change with the word. And you look at he gives, he gives you steps what will happen. What pastor's just gone through. We've la we lack nothing. Everything's been given through us, but it's through the word. Amen. When you read chapter one, you see a big, I mean, when you think of Peter who denied Jesus three times and he comes over here and he, and he teaches this, it's very powerful when you look at this, <clears throat> the promises. He says, but if in verse eight, but if these things be in you and abound, they make you that yet you neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's where we want to be. We want to be. For, I'm going to read this out of the amphibian. For as these qualities are yours and increasingly abound in you, they will keep you from being idle or unfruitful under the full personal knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. He's promising us that through the word, these qualities in you, we're going to increase in knowledge. And in this hour, we need to, we need to increase in knowledge. And that's why we have to guard our hearts and, and watch what we hear. It's so important. Thank you, dear. I mean, this is, this is the new year to just go, wow, drop it all and start afresh and move forward. Amen. Amen. So turn with me to Psalms chapter 30. That's Psalms chapter 30.
How many have goals they've already set for New Year for next year? I mean, <clears throat> he says we can do all things through Christ who strengthen us through Christ. Amen. The new year starts January 1st. Mm -hmm. Amen. So, in Psalms chapter 30, I want us to look at verse 5. It starts off kind of bad, but... <laughs> for his anger endureth for a moment. That's good news. In his favor is life. For the new year, we're going to have, we have favor with God, so we're going to have life for the new year. But look what comes. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. So, January 1st, the morning, joy is there. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, joy in your Strong's and Cornets is 7440. 7440. It means to shout. Or shouts of gladness, rejoicing, a proclamation of triumph. Wow! So, January 1st, we need to be shouting for gladness, rejoicing, shouting or proclaiming triumph in our life. Now, this is not only a good way to start off the new year, but it's a good way to start off each day. Start off each day with joy. Amen. There's that song, this joy that I have. The world didn't give it to me. And the world can't. The world can take it away if you don't hold on to it. So don't let the world take it away. In Psalms 132. Psalms 132. You know, sometimes you hear a sermon and you think, I've heard that before. Remember when we were at Rama, Brother Hagen taught the same thing three times a week. And, um, you know, cocky people, prideful people, like I was, um, have a tendency, I've heard that, I've heard it. But you know, after we got out of Rama and we got in the ministry, I thought, boy, I wish I would have listened a little bit harder to what he was saying. Amen? So anytime that you in your heart you go, oh, I've heard that before, I don't need to really listen. That's the time when you need to really, you know, when your mind tells you that, you need to really tune in to what's being said. Psalms 132, looking at verse 16. I will also clothe her priests with salvation, and her saints shall shout aloud for joy. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, we have the same joy there, uh, triumph, proclaiming uh, triumph. But salvation is 3468, means liberty, freedom, welfare, prosperity. That's what we have, salvation. We need to shout for joy because we have salvation. It covers the entire gamut that the Lord has given us. We don't have to be 
humdrum any longer. A new, a new year, you need to proclaim it. Amen. Proclaim your salvation. Look at the promises that he's given us and, and are given you. <clears throat> you wonder why some people uh, are more successful. It's because they have joy in what they do. Uh-oh. Okay. Let me look at another scripture a minute. Pardon me? I want to look at Psalm 133. Psalms 133, she says. Okay. And this is an area where the Lord told me that we need to really, in this church next year, attend to this and build ourselves up and become doers in this area. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment poured on the head that ran down on the beard, even the beard of Aaron, the high, first high priest that came down upon the collar and skirts of his garments, consecrating the whole body. It is like the dew of lofty Mount Hermon, and the dew that comes on the hills of Zion, for there the Lord has commanded the blessing, even life forevermore upon the high and the lowly. The Lord has commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. As we dwell in unity and come together in unity, there is going to be a blessing that is going to fall upon us and it will bring life forevermore. As you, the more unified we become, and that it takes the Holy Ghost. That's why the Lord told me to teach on the Holy Ghost. And I thank Dan for teaching, and and doing the all those weeks on prosperity. I appreciate that very much. It takes the Holy Spirit. He is our helper. You know, we're going to be teaching more on the Holy Spirit this year, but. This is so important because as the more we dwell in unity, the more the blessing is commanded and comes. Amen. There's going to be a lot of different things that are going to be changing, and that's good. Change is good. How many know that? Praise God. Okay, now turn to, to Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, and find the 12th chapter. That's Isaiah chapter 12. Do you have anything to share on that one? Isaiah chapter 12, we'll be looking at verse 3. Isaiah 12, verse 3. Therefore, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. This joy is 8342. It means cheerful and welcomed. You're going to be drawing, what does it say? Water out of the wells of salvation. What's, what's salvation again? Liberty, freedom, prosperity. So in other words, as you draw, as you have joy, when you open God's word, it's the salvation. And you see it, you advance in the kingdom of God as you receive it. So we need to look at God's word with joy and advance in the things that he's called us to do. Not just say, oh, that's for... 
Sister Brown over there or somebody else. It's for us. It's for you as an individual. We need, this book was intended to be read by you, to prosper you. Put it in the personal, personal uh, vernacular. It's yours. What if I were to come to your house or someone were to come to your house and you had a Bible? They had your, you had your Bible there and they took that Bible away. What would you do? How would you find the joy of your salvation? All the benefits that are in it if you didn't have that Bible? Better have it in me. Think about it. There's, there's places on earth where the Bible is not allowed. And people take one page or one verse and they keep it. They hide it. That's how, how strong it is. How, how life-giving the word is. And we, we have it in our laps, on our tables. And we don't even... receive it that way because we have it but there's other places where they don't have that have that ability to have it and they clamor for it they're hungering for for it they go they risk their life to have a bible to read it we need to have that hunger that joy that welcome welcoming of salvation to us amen so we can advance the kingdom of god in our life because it was written to you, it's written to me. Honey, can I share a couple of scriptures God gave me? Okay, she's go got a that. few, so she's going to... Okay, this is Matthew 5, 6, and God gave me this when he started teaching, and so it works in right here. It's on hungering. How hungry are you? Blessed and fortunate, happy and spiritually prosperous in the state which the born-again child of God enjoys his favor and salvation are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And the Amplified says they will be completely satisfied. So if you're not completely satisfied, if there's areas that aren't completely satisfied, then you need to hunger. You need to hunger and thirst after his word. Uh, Luke 6, 21. If there's areas that, and we all have them, and the enemy will harass you about it because he'll see that it's a, an area in your life that you're not pleased with yourself in, it's going to be blunt here. We all have it. We have, there's different areas. It could be your weight. It could be, could be many things. Well, you got to get in the Word and hunger and thirst after the Word of God, and He will fill that area. Amen? Because there's, there's the little tiny things that the enemy gets a hold of and gets a hold of your mind and starts to pull you down that causes you to become... Maybe not depressed, but discontented or, or whatever. Some people, depression. 
that we've got to get a hold of that area and it comes through hungering and thirsting after him. Okay, Luke 6, 21, do you want to read that one or you want me to read that? Luke 6, 21. I'm going to read from the Amplified. Blessed, happy, with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation apart from your own outward condition and to be envied are you who hunger and seek with eager desire now for you shall be filled and completely satisfied blessed happy with life joy and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation apart from your own outward condition and to be envied are you who weep and sob now for you shall laugh you should laugh you know the Bible says a God is in the heaven and he laughs. Amen. And then John 6, 35. You know, <clears throat> we all have goals that, that we, we go after. Go after your goal, but hunger. Go after whatever it is, but you've got to hunger for God also. You understand what I'm saying? In work or whatever, those of you that might be in school, you have homework and let's go, let's take school for instance. I'll take Mary. I'm going to use Mary. She's in college now and there's homework. And it'd be very easy to just do her homework and not, and not read the word or stay in the word or whatever. She's been put in a whole different atmosphere where there aren't Christians, where there, you know what I'm trying to say? She came out of a Christian school and was put in an atmosphere where there aren't. Well, she has to keep herself filled up with the Word of God. Thank you for letting me use you. And that's, that's where this hunger comes in, so you can laugh. So John 6, 35, and, and all of us have different areas. You might have it at work. You might work for Simon Legree or, or whatever his name was. And, and you know, <laughs> you better be hungering. If, if it's that way, take your lunch hour and take the Word. Amen? Okay, John six thirty five. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. So Jesus is the only way. I was just going to take something that came out of the, the series that we watched, and it was finished, furnished, full and free. That should be in everything. Third John 2. Love it, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. Finished, furnished, and full and, full and free. You know, if you want to put anything down for next year, finished, furnished, full and free. Think of that. Finished, furnished, full and free in everything you do. Everything you put your hand to shall prosper. Making withdrawals from your heavenly account. I shared with them in the early class, when you get your giving for next year, you need to go back and, and look at it. I always look at it and rejoice and put it in front of God and say, my thing I always try to do is I want to give more next year, okay? But look at that and say, God, there are
promises that you have given concerning giving here. And I'm standing on these. We're standing on these as a family and pray over them. And he said, we're going to have the return in this lifetime. This lifetime is, is almost over, but many people don't stand on the word and, and pull it in and, and expect it. They say, well, it's not going to happen for me. And I'm reading a book right now about someone that, um, even though it's a fictional book, it could happen. Someone inherited not millions of dollars, but billions of dollars. And what their desire was to do was to give all that away, that inheritance. And it was, a, it was like a million dollars a week, I believe, just on the interest that was coming in on the money that was already there. I mean, that's not impossible for God to do that to any one of us. You understand what I'm saying? And you've got to get, we've got to get our minds out there that with God, nothing is impossible. That money is out there. Who's it for? Who would he rather give it to? Me. You. Because <laughs> he knows what you're going to do with it. Amen. It's, to me, it's exciting when you see, you know, we reread these things and we go, wow. Um, we're not, that's not impossible. That's not impossible. You think of the Kerr, the Kerr Glass guy, and I'm probably getting way off of your sermon, but that earthquake in San Francisco, of what you, if you, all, you almost have that tithing book. If you don't, then we'll order more. But that was, the, that was the biggest story to me, that one there. The earthquake hit. Of course, he couldn't connect with anybody there. He owns the Kerr Glass factory. He's a tither, and the fire went up to the fence, couldn't burn in his property. All that glass, not one glass was broken right down in the middle of town where the earthquake was. That's God's provisions. He loads us down daily with benefits. What's that scripture? Psalms. 6819. You need to really get a hold of that this year. Coming year. 6819. He loads me down daily with benefits. Every one of you, God wants to see debt free next year. Every one of you. Not just debt free, but with abundance. To spare. How would you like to go through? You have to have to Think about who you're going to give a million dollars to, what ministries give a million dollars to every week. That's your job. I mean, that's what you do as a job. You give out of your own. That's, that's the benefits on what you own. A million dollars every week is the, is the interest that's collected that you're giving out every week to ministries. One thing they said was really interesting, interesting in me. Interested me. They have some, the ministry has, each one has something they're believing for. It might be for drilling wells or whatever. Give the exact amount they're believing for. That, that's, how they, that's how they did it. So they found out what that ministry was. They check it out and give the exact amount that they're believing. It might be vans or whatever. The exact amount that they're believing for. 
That's how faith is. Have you ever noticed God gives you exactly what you need and then you need to put your faith out there for the next one? So think about that. I'm thinking about that really big. Okay, very good, thank you. Okay, turn with me now to Jeremiah chapter 29, something that we've looked at before. And we'll be looking at the 11th verse, that Jeremiah 29, verse 11. God says, For I know your thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. We found out the expected wow. end was a reward. So he's wanting us to reward us this coming year. This is something you need to stick on your refrigerator, put it on, on the, the uh, rear view <laughs> mirror on your car so you see it all the time that he wants to give you a reward this coming year. And, and... Go to Jeremiah chapter 31. And verse 17. That's Jeremiah 31, 17. And, and it says, And there is hope for the, your future. Whoa! Saith the Lord, Your children shall come back to their own country. Your children, well, for those that are old enough to have kids, your children are going to be there. They're going to receive the blessings. Boy, you need, some of you don't. I don't know about you, okay? When we follow God's plan, everything will fall into place. Amen? Goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life. Length of days and riches and honor are presented to you. As we follow God's plan for 2014. Well, we're going to jump way ahead now. Let's go to the book of uh, Revelation. Book of Revelation. We're jumping way ahead. But this is, what, this is what Jesus says. This is what Jesus says. Revelation chapter 21. I want us to look at verse 5. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Wow. Behold, I make all things new. Then he says, and he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Well, let me read that from the Amplified. And he who sat on, uh, seated on the throne said, See, I make all things new. He also, he said, Record this. For these sayings are faithful, accurate, incorruptible, and trustworthy, and true, and genuine. So the things that are spoken in the word, the promises, they're true. They're genuine. And he makes them all new to you. They're new every morning. Hit verse 6 and 7. She says, read verse 6, six and 7. And he said unto me from the uh, nice. King James, and he said unto me, It is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst, the fountain of water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Whoa! Praise you, Jesus. 
need to get a hold of these things and run with it. It says, write the vision so that they can run with it. Not sit there and just, oh wow, in shock. But you need to write the vision and run with it. That means you get, get we'll be talking about it in a moment. Okay. All things are new. Well, let's find out just to get ourselves back on track. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Thank you, Jesus. Here you go. For the new year. We should have known this already, but this is for the new year. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, any woman be in Christ, he or she is a new creature. Amen. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Didn't he say all things become new? Oh, glory to God. So forget about 2013, your past performance. You are going to go move up further, faster, and quicker. Resolve to make the new year the most wonderful and productive one yet. Have a day-to-day -day intimate relationship with the Lord. Get reacquainted with God. By reading and meditating upon His Word, we ought to be spiritually excited about the new year. And what you will accomplish... For the Lord. Now there's, there, I have here, we talked about a little bit here just prior, things new. Three ways you can focus on your goals. I'm going to give you three ways, real quick. Three ways you can focus on your goals. One, write down your goals. We all we do this every year, just about, but hit it different. Write down your goals. Something Definite towards to which you want to work on. Something definite you want to work on. Not just, you know, way out there. Something you want to definitely work on. Write your goal. Two, study your goals and requirements to the goals and the possibilities of those goals one hour each day. It'll keep your mind fresh on that goal. Okay, let's study the goals and, it, and its requirements and the possibilities of that goal one hour a day. Number three, then meditate on your ideas for improvement. There will be one idea, normally, that will stand out, that will rise above the others, and then lock, lock, lock it down, or knock it down, whatever you want to say. As Christians, we should be concerned ourselves for self-improvement. As Christians, we should concern ourselves with self-improvement. We need to know our weaknesses first, then our strengths, and the best methods of communicating our faith. So if we'll turn to Philippians 4. Am I the only one that has a Bible that has pages? 
only one that's here turning. All right, Philippians 4. Everybody's in iPads. They got you cheat. You just hit the word and you get it there. I've got to throw through all the pages. Okay, Philippians chapter 4. Looking at verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That will remove your weaknesses. That will define your strengths. That will build up your faith. Amen. We need that for 2014. Because the enemy is going to try everything he can to remove your faith. Because Jesus said, when he returns, he said, will I find faith? We have to hold on to the word. Amen? Okay. Second thing here we do. Endeavor to control life and not let it control you. Endeavor to control life and not let it control you. In other words, work the, work the word of God into every situation and circumstance to obtain the inherent blessings and give no place to compromise in your life. Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, chapter 4. That's the book of Hebrews, chapter 4. Look at verse 14. Seeing then that we have such a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession or confession. We need to hold fast. Don't, don't compromise on that. Amen. Too many people are compromising. In these last days, we're hearing all sorts of things that are <laughs> happening in churches today. Well, it was for those old days, and, and we are a modern society, and that's the way they thought in those days, but we are new today, and God's thoughts are new every day, so they're taking new thoughts, right? But they're doctrinally sour and thick. They're not what you need to do. Okay, third thing, venture out. Venture out. Dare to do strong exploits that you are destined to do. Know that you are made more than a conqueror. That's Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. Do great exploits for the Lord. In Romans 8, 37, you're more than a conqueror. Know those things. That's how you can go out and do the things that you're called to do. Amen? Again, resolve to do better than last year. Amen. You have something there? Okay, on what? Well, are you done? No, not yet. What do you want? Where is this going to tie you in at? <laughs> Way back there. Way back there? Well, you didn't raise your hand or say... I was too busy laughing at some of your comments. I had to put myself on mute. <clears throat> Okay, let me just finish this. I'll okay. this result. Resolve to do better than last year. Reach forward to the high calling of Christ. Maturing in faith 
and excelling in the work of your hands. Let's go back to Philippians chapter 3. That's maturing in faith and excelling with the works of your hands. Philippians chapter 3. It says, verse 14, Philippians 3:14, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So we need to press forward, have your, your goal set on Jesus. Seeing, Je seeing Jesus this coming year. I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not saying that the rapture is going to take place, but you've got to see Jesus. Because if he calls next year, you've got to be ready. Amen. We don't want to be the five that were left behind. A lot of people say, oh, ho, ho, that's old, old stuff. Hey, that's not old stuff. All the, all, like I said, all the prophecies of the Bible are coming, coming to pass like quick uh, flash fire or whatever they call it, quick fire. It's coming to pass like that. We need to be on it. We, need, we can't be like those in the Old Testament that... We're looking for, for, for their Messiah, but didn't look. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's going to come, he's going to come. And when he came, it was too late. And they, then they said, well, that's not the one. Well, when he's going to come, we're, people are going to know because the, Christian, the believers, I'm not, I'm not going to say Christians, I'm going to say the believers, because there's some Christians that are going to be left behind. But the believers are going to be pulled up out of this place. Oh, glory to God, hallelujah. Getting excited. Amen. Take off your lead shoes and let's go. Amen. We can't expect to have a great year. Yeah. You got it now? Mm -hmm. Okay, she's going to... I'll finish on that one later. We're she has something to show. Well, I've always wondered about this. And you, you were talking about one word will stick out. And back to Philippians 4, 13. It says, I have strength for all things in Christ, the Word, who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am selfish, self sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Now, <clears throat> this is a real powerful statement. And he, he goes first into, I can be abased, I can abase, be abased, and I can abound. But this is a promise that God gives us that, that we should, this we should be able to do. Okay? As much word as you and I have in us, we should be able to deal with this. Okay? I have strength for all things in Christ the word. I added the word. Who empowers me, I am ready for anything. Are you ready for anything? Most people get all upset when something hits them. I'm ready for anything. Why? Because I have strength for all things in Christ. And equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I have written in my Bible, push beyond limits. Okay, let's go up to um, verse 8. We need to go to 6, 7, and 8. Be careful for nothing, or do not fret, or have any anxiety about anything. 
If you're fretting or you're having anxiety about anything, stop listening to it. Jesus said, watch what you hear. And a lot of it's up here that you are hearing in your own mind. That's why 2 Corinthians 10, 5 has always been something that I have stood on. It's probably, if there's any scripture that I know well, it's that one. Because I had to learn it. Okay? Um, but in every circumstance and everything, by prayer and petition, definite requests. Definite requests. With thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot, whatever sort that is, that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now he goes on into the different things, whatsoever things are. Well, virtue stood out at me. And I thought, okay, I need to look up what virtue means. So, <clears throat> it means goodness, power, general moral excellent, right action and thinking, goodness of character, a specific moral quality regarded as good, as generosity is great virtue. Okay, now I'm going to go down here a little bit. Effective power or force. Efficiency, potential, especially the ability to heal or strengthen. So whatever things have virtue, we need to think on them. Whatever things are going to heal you and strengthen you, you need to think on those. Amen? Quality, strength, courage, etc. If fear starts to come, you stop back and refuse to fear. I have courage. I have faith. Whatever. So when we look at this, it says the ability to heal or strengthen. We're to think on those things. We're to, ha we're to think on virtue. Or have virtue. These are the areas that a specific, excellent, good quality or feature as teaching, which is, of course, the Word of God. The ability to heal or strengthen. Whenever a thought comes to you that's totally opposite from healing or strength, you need to bring that thought captive immediately. He's telling us exactly what we need to think on here. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brother, in whatever things are true, honest, just, pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. These things which you have both learned, you have to learn them, and then you have to receive them, you know, you can learn something and not receive it. How many know that? You can learn much but not receive it, not take it in. I know that. You might know it, but you haven't received it. It's not a part of you. Amen?
things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and, that, and the God of peace shall be with you. The God of peace shall be with you. If you, do, if you take um, verses 6 through 9, and meditate on those this week. Take each one of those words and meditate on those. Find out what they mean and do them. The God of peace shall be with you in everything you do. It's going to take work. It's going to take time. But I have never, ever, ever received anything from God that I didn't have to put quite a bit of time on learning because you have to learn it then receive it, hear it again. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God and seeing in him do. Well, what is the one, the one main thing I see that Paul did was he refused to look backwards. He always pressed on. He did, okay, this year's over. When this year's over, it's over. There's nothing you can do about it unless you've offended someone, you need to ask forgiveness, Okay. Or if God, if you need, that there's some, every night, every morning, you don't, I hope you don't do anything in the night, that's weird, but every, every night when you go to bed, you need to really ask God to forgive you for whatever you might have done that day. Just keep a clean slate. Or the minute you know you've done something, right then and there, ask him to forgive you. The minute you see that he's blessed you for something that you've asked for, thank him right there. Right there and right then. And he'll keep giving. You know, if, if you're, when you see someone that's grateful, you want to keep giving to that person. Amen? That's how God is. Okay, that's, you're it. Tag, you're it. Okay, and finally, go to the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. That's Hebrews chapter 12. You add it to it. That's Hebrews chapter 12, looking at verse 28. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace Amen. whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Whoa. We can expect a great year as we serve and surrender in all areas of our life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Expect great and mighty things. 2.14. You can start right now. You don't have to wait until January 1st. Appropriate the blessings. Appropriate the promises. And thank him for it. Amen. I think a lot of Christians would have a lot more things if they were appreciative of what God has given them. You remember the 10... Lepers that came to Jesus, heal me, heal me, help me, heal me. And he says, go show, show yourself to the priest. And they took off. And as they were going, they were healed. They saw they were cleansed. Nine of them ran off to the priest. The tenth one turned around and said, thank you, Lord. Fell down. And Jesus said, you're now made whole. That means those, those that, that leprosy that had took away from him, 
was completely gone. He was cleansed like the rest, but now he had fullness of body again. All his body parts became new. We need to be, when we get something, we need to thank God for it so he could renew the rest of us, not just that one section that we were after. Hello. So let's get started. Think about 2014. Put it out there. This is your year. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand. Can I make something? Just say oh, something? she's going to make another comment. <clears throat> Many times, year after year, people say, well, you know, I heard this, and I heard this, and I heard this. But it didn't happen. You've got to go back to Joshua 1.8. If you do this, if you study the word, then you shall make your way prosperous. Amen. Everything you hear in this church should be a, you should be able to back it up with the word or you get enough word. I've been listening to sermons. <clears throat> I don't want to go into this too much, but by um, some ministers, there's no word. They might mention Psalms, but there's no scripture. I mean, scripture to it. And, and I think, wow. Um, thank God we, I thank God that we in 1970 found the word of faith. People can say whatever they want. I don't. I don't know what I'd be if I didn't hadn't found that. I'll be real honest with you. I, I can't honestly say. Really, I, I just because so many churches, their doctrines have changed. They're they're always looking for something more. There is nothing more than this. There's nothing more than this word and the spirit. The word and the spirit say what. Oh. Well, this year, this coming year, we're going to get a lot of the Word and a lot of the Spirit. And we're going to hear it come. Hallelujah. Come up here! That's yeah, my prayer. That's why we're here. <laughs> Good and faithful servant. Anybody need anything? Okay, let's all stand now. It's good to see. Father God, we're praising you. We're just giving you thanks that as we come to the end of this year, Father God, we are grateful, Father God, for the blessings that, that have overtaken us daily, Father God. Father God, maybe we have not fully recognized them, Father, but we thank you for them now, Father. We're asking, Father God, that we become more alive to your word, Father God. Recognize that we are your hands, we are your voice here on earth. And Father God, may we complete the task that you've given each and every one of us for these last days. May we be found faithful servants. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>